0: But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today I am offering up a really cool show. Well, at least I think it's cool. I had to leave town unexpectedly uh, last week for a family emergency. And I had the idea, you know what, if I'm not able to do the show in my normal office under normal circumstances, I'll take it on the road. So that's what I did. (laughs) A few years ago, I used to listen to Gimlet Radio. And the host used to do this really cool thing where he would literally grab random CEOs on the sidewalk in New York and just have like short 10 minute conversations with them, totally off the cuff, totally on the fly. So I thought, all right, well, we can record the show on my phone and we'll just totally do it off the cuff. My good friend Amy Ray came with me and uh, it's totally different than normal because I typically have, you know, some sort of an outline. I don't typically just, you know, do a crazy rant and end up in the weeds, which is kind of how I felt would happen if I didn't have some type of an itinerary outline program <laughs> in place. So this show is like none other I've ever done. I did it completely on the fly, no script, no plan, uh, just basically went into it planning on being a stream of consciousness. And you know, I'm driving down the highway at 75, 80 miles an hour on I-24, and I did, however, have the idea going into it, I did want to talk about, which was the plan, had I been in my office, the plan was to talk about anxiety and finances, because I've been getting so many emails from y'all talking about, you know, that this year, 2020, is you're struggling. And those are the two things, the repetitive theme that keeps coming up again and again and again. But other than that, other than that kind of being in the back of my mind, the entire show is me and Amy. I'm calling it shoot the shit about anxiety and money and the tools that she and I are using to stay as calm as possible and how to focus on what we think are the things that matter and honestly I figured you know what I have I put zero thought into this and we were you know like I said we were driving down the highway you can hear road noise in the background you can hear the diesels Um, I'm driving a car so I thought I was going to be highly distracted and I wasn't going to be able to have a clear or concise thought and I figured I would ramble for 10 or 15 minutes and muster up a very weak excuse for a show And surprisingly, come to find out, she and I ended up talking for close to an hour, and we are really offering up some incredible tips on not only managing anxiety, but using that um, newfound calm by utilizing those tools to manifest not only smooth chi, but your desires. And I listened back to the show, and it's a damn good show for being totally off the cuff with no plan. (laughs) If I didn't tell you that, you probably have no idea. But I think this show is going to be really important. Um, I constantly come on here and I talk about cultivating your chi and all these things that you can do. But in all honesty, I do not suffer from anxiety. I don't have, I, you know, I have had panic attacks in my life, but they are very, very, very rare. And I haven't had one in many, many years. Amy has struggled with severe anxiety her entire life in combination with ADHD. I've known her about eight years. And when she has an episode, depending on the severity of it, you know, she can really get tunnel vision and she can get thrown into a panic attack in a matter of minutes to what seemingly seems like nothing. But that is my external view. I, I, you know, I can't relate or resonate to it. So to me, I'm thinking, okay, this seems like um, nonsensical, but to her, it's very real. So I thought it could be extremely valuable to not only understand what anxiety is, but her worldview as far as how it affects her, what she experiences, and how it feels, and I thought this was really important because this is very unique and individual for each of you that experiences anxiety, whether it's a low level or a high level or somewhere in between. Um, She and I have figured out a program that works for her. A few years ago, her grandfather passed away and it's not uncommon for him to visit me uh, to help her out during various episodes. We've become, he and I have become quite the team uh, and it never fails when I let her know that he's here, you know, he offers up some divine advice, incredible advice to help bring her back to calm. In addition, because I don't suffer from it, it's easier for me to act as an anchor for her and help guide her through the big and small things that she goes through. You know, I'll be in the middle of yoga or something, her grandpa will show up and say, you need to, you need to contact, uh, Amy immediately. And he'll show me a brown bag and that means that she's in an episode and she needs comfort food. She needs something to anchor herself down. So like I said, we've come up with a like a system and we're, we make a great team now. But you know, what if you don't have that? What if you don't have such tools in your life? That's what today's show is really going to offer up. I, I want to give you valuable medicine to help you navigate the challenging waters that are known as anxiety And you may suffer from this and you may have people in your life that are around you that don't understand it, can't resonate with it. You know, I don't suffer from it, so I can't resonate with it, but I am very aware of what it is and how it affects people. So I am more than, you know, willing to step up to the plate to help in any way that I possibly can. But I know many of you don't have such support systems and you don't have people in your life that do understand and they think you're overreacting and that can be really challenging to have that label on you because it makes you feel guilty and you may be saying to yourself uh Amanda what the hell does anxiety have to do with our finances because that's what the show is going to be about today. We're talking about uh, anxiety and also finances and you're going to find out more today that they actually have quite a bit to do with each other. Not only are finances one of the biggest culprits for anxiety in America, it's probably one of the number one, top three, I would guess. It's also the biggest hurdle to overcome when you're trying to manifest things in your life, AKA money. So it's one of the number one self-limiting beliefs that most people hold. So if you are experiencing anxiety, guess what? That means that your chi is tripped up. It's frenetic. It's not flowing smoothly. So if you're experiencing uh, anxiety on a constant level, if you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, because I know that 2020 has been a huge trigger for you. If you're simultaneously trying to manifest a new job, maybe manifest more money, maybe you're trying to, you know, create more, better circumstances, better opportunities for your family. It's going to be really hard to do that if you're experiencing the things which you're going to hear about today that Amy experiences. So you have to understand that you've got to work on that and figure out the tools that work for you so that in step two, you can start working on the financial part. And I mentioned this in last week's show. I am putting together, it's not done yet, but I'm putting together a new class on wealth and how to utilize this kick-ass tool known as feng shui to manifest more. I've put together a pre-enrollment button on my website, so if you enroll now, you'll get the course 50% off, and it's going to go live sometime in mid-December. But I really wanted to do this show and really get some information out there about anxiety and how to manage it, because the biggest problem with cultivating chi and doing feng shui of any kind, whether you're working on yourself or working on your home, It's not going to work if you're not cultivating smooth chi. And anxiety is not smooth chi. So it's going to knock your socks off, I promise. But I think today's show is going to be really important. So in today's show, in addition to hearing uh, diesels and other various road noise in the background, I think we also dropped the phone at one point, uh, you're going to learn more about anxiety. more importantly, this is going to be Amy's, you know, worldview of anxiety, you know, what it looks like for her and what it feels like for her. I know each and every one of you experiences it differently, but hopefully uh, what she's experiencing, you know, you can kind of say, oh, yes, yes. You know, she was talking about how when an episode hits, her palms start to get very, very itchy. So, you know, I would imagine that there's probably others out there that experience this. Maybe you have something else that pops up. So um, hopefully with her experience um, and just understanding how it hits her, she's going to share with you the things that she uses and the things that she does to help manage it. And then I'm going to share with you how this anxiety can trip up your chi, preventing you from, you know, manifesting, whether it's money more calm for your family maybe a new job whatever it is that you're trying to manifest we gotta we, we have to try to smooth out your chi to the best of our ability and once again you know it all comes back to cultivating your chi but i think this is a really important show because if you are experiencing anxiety you may hear me say amanda i can't cultivate my chi it's nearly impossible with all the triggers that are going on around me with 2020 this show is going to help you already are you ready Hell yeah! Let's do this. So as I said in the intro, today I'm going to do a different kind of show. I was inspired to do this uh, about a week ago because I'm still getting a lot of emails from people about really two things. I'm hearing a lot about money, and I'm also hearing a lot of people experiencing anxiety just because of what's going on in 2020. And it got me to thinking, You know when I do these shows and I'm talking independently and I'm not interviewing somebody I'm always trying to offer up tips and tricks and and kind of life hacks to help you get to a place of ease and grace in an easier way but also through an ancient wisdom way I think that feng shui can provide us a lot of medicine and over the past many years I think that a lot of the ancient modalities and practices have been undervalued and not appreciated because they've been seen as old or we have newer practices that might be better when in actuality, it's the ancient medicine and it's the ancient wisdom that can really provide us a way into that ease and grace. It's why they're ancient. It's why they've been around for, Feng Shui's been around for over 6,000 years. And it's been around that long because it works. And I think that things like this, you know, whether it's energy healing, Feng Shui, astrology, everything goes through cycles because when we go through big times of like the industrial revolution we look at modern times and we think oh well we're smarter now we have better ways so these ancient ways no longer work for us and then we realize that the new ways aren't working for us and we once again return back to the ancient medicine and so I am putting together a new course it'll be out sometime in December um, that goes in a lot more depth about the, the big money question. I'm I'm getting a lot of emails from you guys just going, you know, talking about this big paradigm shift that we're going through as far as, you know, our lives are getting shaken up. We're seeing a lot of chaos in the world. And I think there's a lot more fear. Um, And depending on what you're consuming, as far as the news, friends, family, the the external world around you, if you're really seeking validation outside of yourself, you're going to continue to see a lot of fear. And you have to be very mindful of your own chi and what's going on in your own energy system because you're absorbing all of that. And I think that one thing that's really beneficial about the year of 2020 is the fact that it's giving us a way to step back and see the woes of our ways and to be able to also look at how we can change things how we can do things in a new way and in a different way but it can be quite scary especially if you don't like change um and I myself I mean I definitely can uh, attest to I like my routine I like my order so I thought that it would be fun um I've got Amy Ray with me say hi hi I talk about her on the show all the time And she and I uh, have been traveling for the last couple of days. We went to my parents' house, um, had a little bit of a family emergency. My dad has not been doing well. He has had a lot of health issues in the last couple of years, uh, recently had a heart attack. And so, you know, I've talked a lot about on the show how important it is at this time to really be simplifying, getting your life in uh, more in order in in the fact of, getting rid of the things that no longer serve you and and getting back to basics and to me getting back to basics is really about getting back to family you know coming back to your roots and really prioritizing the things that matter in your life and I think that in a lot of ways we've really been focusing on the shit that doesn't matter and we've really been focusing on um, consumerism and news and things outside of ourselves rather than looking to internally, the the internal wisdom that we all have. We all have intuition. We all have this internal compass if we bear witness to it. And I think a lot of people are so scared and so frenetic because of what's going on in 2020 because we've never seen something like this. I think that's what's interesting is, you know, my parents are almost in their 70s now and to hear them say, we've never seen anything like this, that can be really scary. So, Amy Ray and I are on the road, and we've been traveling, and I thought it would be really fun to do something a little bit different for the podcast. Um, Hopefully, there's not too much road noise. Uh, It's not too bad in here. No. Uh, She and I are going to be on the road for several hours, and so I thought it would be really fun to share some of our own stories of success. She and I are both hardcore woos, and... We've done some pretty crazy shit on our travels. (laughs) Last year we were on the road for like three weeks and we traveled across America and went to all kinds of different places and things and and we manifested some pretty hardcore stuff. And I thought it would be really fun to just kind of shoot the shit with Amy Ray (laughs) and talk about the power of woo and the power of belief and I've got um, I'm actually going to be interviewing Rebecca Dawson uh, on the show I'm super excited to have her on Um, she'll probably be up in the next couple of weeks but she wrote this incredible book called The Agreement and Amy Ray and I've actually been reading it over the last couple of days while we've been uh, visiting with my parents and she is this uh incredible woman that channels the masters and it talks about this very uh thing she in her book she goes on about the five pillars of the agreement and one of them is belief and i think that when we're talking about our belief systems you know many of us the belief systems that we hold on to are the belief systems that we've adopted they're not our own they're belief systems that we've gotten from our authority figures whether it's our parents uncles uh family friends uh, people we go to church to, people we work with. You know, I'm I'm reading this incredible book called Big Love by Scott Stabil and he was in a cult for 13 years. And it's incredible to hear that this smart, intelligent man fell into a cult, and the reason that he fell into a cult is because his guru was giving him love and compassion and purpose and i think that during challenging times like what we're in now it can be quite easy to fall into something like that because right like we're we're lost we we don't have direction and you know our compass where we come from is all about unconditional love and so we're we're seeking that and in frenetic fearful times our spirit selves our soul does not resonate with fear and um it doesn't resonate with separateness and instability it resonates to love peace compassion kindness oneness and we couldn't be further from that right now everything is so polarized and there's so much duality in the world and what was really fun about reading this book is if you really want to go there and get real weird uh, it's talking about the 3D paradigm and the grid work of the 3D world and how it's collapsing. And that is what is occurring now. That's why we're seeing so much change. That's why we're seeing so much chaos and fear and uh, just times unprecedented is the... Oh, I'm so sick of that word. Yeah, too. <laughs> and this idea of getting back to normal. When are we getting back to normal? Normal's gone. Normal is gone. So... It's this idea of we're not going back to normal because the 3D grid is collapsing and we're, we're going into the, the fifth dimensional world and a lot of us are already getting glimpses of it and experiencing it and Amy Ray and I experienced the 5D world uh, last summer, which I'm going to share that story with you, but the most important thing is that we all have the power to do this. This isn't, uh, oh, well, you can do that, Amanda, but I can't. That's absolutely false. We all have the power to not only empower ourselves, but we have the the power to separate ourselves from the duality. We have the ability to separate ourselves from the fear and to get out of the chaos. It is a choice. It is a belief system.
1: You have to surrender instead
0: of resist. So Amy just said you have to surrender rather than resist. And I think that's great. You also talk about uh, revolvers versus evolvers. Yes, yes. So I think that um, it's really important to make a choice. If you're really struggling at this time, if you're, um, and I'm going to have, I'm going to give my, I'm recording this on my phone right now. I'm going to give the phone over to Amy in a minute, but one of the things that I thought would be very valuable for you guys to hear is she struggles not only with ADHD, but she also has severe anxiety and she has found holistic, all natural ways to uh, manage her anxiety, and does it work every day? No, but she manages and, and she navigates it gracefully. And I think that it's a choice. You, you know, you were on what Ritalin for many years.
1: Ritalin, and then I went on Adderall.
0: So the Western external world told her that she needed to be on drugs to manage her anxiety. And I would imagine that many of you at this time are experiencing an enormous amount of uh, not only anxiety and overwhelm, but it, this this current paradigm is triggering you, which can be very, very scary. But if we look back to that ancient medicine, that ancient wisdom, we can see how the tools that have been uh, around for thousands of years once again we can return to those and once again we can see, how they can benefit us in these modern times, even though many people have shoved them to the side and and thought, oh, well, we've got better ways and prescription drugs are not necessarily a better way. So I think that the two things, the two topics that I really wanna talk about today is some tools, um, things that you can utilize for anxiety and how to manage that and uh, a couple of tips the course that I have coming out um, as of right now I'm calling it feng shui and wealth which wealth is many things it's not just money but it'll be out in December I'm gonna share a couple of those tips today but just some tools where we can take it back to basics take a step back and say okay our modern world the tools that we've been uh, conditioned to believe that are going to help us and get us through this are not working so how can we look to these uh, ancient tools that we've Known for for many years, and how can we utilize them to help bring us some ease and grace and make us feel better? And the reason why this is so important now, and why I constantly talk about cultivating your chi, is because as we go forward, 2021 is we're going to continue to see uh, paradigm shifts. We're going to continue to see things that we've never seen before, and it's going to continue into 2022. And Many people who don't like change are going to hear this and and freak out. Oh, my God, I can't possibly do this again. I can't do any more of this. I want everything to go back to normal. And that's not going to happen. So how do you utilize what you already have to move forward? You likely can't. It's not possible. But you can take these tools to help bridge the gap to take you into the new shift and surrender, as Amy says, instead of resisting it so that you go into it with an expansive heart and not a closed-down heart. And really, it's the only way that you're going to be able to do it gracefully because otherwise you're going to go kicking and screaming. Yeah. It's going to be miserable. Yeah. So first I want to start off uh, with just exp- explaining. Uh, I'm not going to explain. Amy's going to explain just some things that she's done holistically to help with her anxiety. And if you'll share with us you know what, what exactly anxiety is for you like some of the things that you experience. I'm sure many of the audience members have experienced it and how you manage it. And then I'm going to share some, some tips, some feng shui tips about, you know, some things that you can do if you're having some shakeup in your career, maybe some shakeup in your finances, things that you can do. And then I want to share an incredible story of how Amy uh, and I did, we basically took these ancient tools that we're going to share with you today and how we utilize them to manifest something really big last year on our road trip Um, and it's ultimately why all this matters and why you want to take it seriously if you really are looking for a way to embrace this more gracefully these are the things that we did that worked for us and hopefully they'll work for you too so share with us what anxiety is to you and what you experience like what do you feel like um, what goes on in your brain what goes on with you chemically and how did you get yourself off the drugs like what did you have to do it more gracefully or did you go cold turkey and then what are you doing now to manage it holistically
1: all right well anxiety for me is where you can't breathe and that's when it gets really bad is I can feel it starting to bubble like I I say it bubbles like under the surface daily. I have like this basic level of anxiety that I just deal with daily. And when it starts to amp up and there really is no reason it has sometimes it just pops up. It's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes it's, you know, there's I've been a no trigger. Right. Sometimes there's no trigger, other times there are triggers. Um but I can feel it just like it's like shaking a pop bottle with the lid twisted on and it just keeps getting you know more amplified and more amplified until it just has to release. Do you feel it in your heart? I feel, in your it, stomach? I feel it in my stomach and then it kind of like moves into my chest um, and I can't breathe. I can't catch my breath. Um I feel like I in a sense I'm going crazy because I'm like I know what's going on but just because I know what's going on doesn't mean my body's going to you know stop but I um it also will manifest in my jaw I clench my jaw all day and then by the end it's just throbbing so hard um I it's also TMJ? like, do you
0: get yeah that,
1: that yes done? I also um will have physical body anxiety attacks where my body just tenses up and you know it's very rigid and it can't move correctly I also will my palms itch when I'm having an anxiety attack and it just won't stop itching no matter what I do and so I will say that I do have some meds that I'm on for anxiety there's a time and place for them but when you're in a flowing state it's a lot easier and how long do these episodes last? Is this, like, a, for a couple of hours, or would this be for, like, a couple of days? Like Sometimes the... they last just a couple hours. Sometimes I can talk myself down. Um, I got into therapy in June because it was just, like, everything was starting to happen in uh, March where the world just flipped upside down, and the shop that I was working at, they closed permanently, so this little tight-knit community that I had in downtown Middletown just all of a sudden it was done you know we weren't going there every day we didn't have the tightness that we had we lost your community yes I lost my community and so it was kind of like an identity crisis too like you know I was so identified with these people and you know the community that I was in and so I kind of had to figure things out and then my um sister's dog who we were taking care of Lucy all of a sudden you know I was also dealing with Big too. Right. Big had cancer. Big Uh, is her dog. uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My uh little chihuahua was diagnosed with cancer in December of 2019 so when all this started happening in March we were just wrapping up his chemo treatment so it was a high emotional roller coaster with him and then in June, we found out that Lucy just was ate up with cancer, and she showed no symptoms of it until it was too late. So we had to put her down unexpectedly, and it was just like the it was all too much. She was grief. Yes. So in um, May,
0: Sherita, Starr and I had done a workshop, and we were talking about how a lot of people were going to be experiencing grief, and that this was a great example of that about how everything was just uh a culmination like a this uh one thing after another and then an enormous amount of grief which you're the epitome you're like the poster child of what we were talking about
1: (laughs) so I had all this grief and then so I was like okay I have to you know reel this in (laughs) and therapy never really worked for me in the past um I just didn't have a therapist I connected with. So I devoted so much energy into finding someone that I really could connect with. And I was really lucky in the first one that I... What did you... did? So
0: in the past you would have looked for one, probably not one that was a little bit more holistic or like connected right. with you from a woo point. I'm sure a lot of people could benefit from this. What did you look for this go-round that made the difference for you in finding a therapist?
1: Well, I wanted someone that was well-versed in ADHD and anxiety. um, Because I fully believe that you can empathize with ADHD, but unless you experience it, you really have no idea What what it's like. So I wanted someone that could really... Because I feel like a lot of anxiety is based from that. Um, I also have generalized anxiety. I was also diagnosed in May um, officially with endometriosis. So, of course, you know, this chronic illness that I've had and it's been undiagnosed for 17 years. And I finally got a diagnosis for that. But pain causes anxiety. So I had generalized anxiety, anxiety from the ADHD, and then from the pain. So I was getting hit from all sin, you know, all there's I can't speak apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was just getting hit in multiple different ways. And then shortly after I started my therapy, one of my childhood friends took his life, and it was in a tragic way. And it just, it was. Grief after grief after grief. And I don't handle grief well. Well, most people don't. No. <laughs> and so, I got into the therapy and she really helped me. Like, I teach... I'm a Reiki master. I teach breathing. I teach meditation. But you don't always practice what you preach. Right. And then you get this guilt. Like, well, I should know how to do this. I should be able to talk myself down. Like, and so I would get anxiety built up from that. But it was really just getting validated from someone that i needed like from a authoritative perspective like you can do this this is you need to work on mindfulness as in focus on like the trees chirping or get like a necklace or something that you can rub when you start feeling because then you're taking your mind off of it and then pretty soon it you get to a so place like one of those worry stones yes so, you get to a, a place where it's you still have the anxiety, but you're able to function through it. Manage it. Yes, you're able to manage it. So, I do a lot with breathing. Um, and it, how long do you typically breathe for? Can you sit down and do it for five minutes, or do you need to do it for like 20 minutes? It really depends on the panic attack. Okay. Um, sometimes I can... I recognize what's happening, and so then I do the breathing exercises and the mindfulness of. I usually have like a pendant from intuition and lore that I have. It's like a tails um, talisman. 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 And I rub that just to get like a different sensation going, and that'll help like calm it down usually. But then, then there's times where nothing helps and I have to realize I have to you know then I have to take a something for it you know. Well and I think it's important to recognize
0: that because I think we've been conditioned to believe that if some if you have some sort of ailment there's a pill for it or there, there's right. something that can fix it and maybe just coming to the realization that there might not be something that's going to fix it this right. time and to, you know, do the best that you can at this episode and feel okay
1: with it and not right. get more anxiety from the guilt because these things aren't working. Right. And that's the thing I had to recognize because I would get so ate up with guilt before that and before I, you know, started therapy where it was like, it's just putting, you need, sometimes you just need someone to give you a different perspective on things. And so I would get so ate up with guilt. And now it's like... This is not going to last. It's horrible right now. But this is not going to last. And sometimes even just having the pill bottle in my purse. Knowing it's there. Is enough to calm, calm me down. Like it's bad. But I don't need anything right now. Because I, But I have it in case I, I do. And just knowing that I have it is enough sometimes, but it's also trying not to control something you can't control. Because we want to control everything. Like, I have to feel like I'm in control of situations, and then when anxiety hits, it's kind of like you know, letting loose a bunch of bouncing balls in a room. (laughs) You can't catch them all, and it's just it doesn't work, but I just what about essential oils? Do you use I it? use essential oils. I use a lot of frankincense. I'll use that. Um, I use Young Living Oil. So, I'll use Stress Away. If I'm feeling like... If I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling like... Oh, this is gonna... My anxiety is a little more above the baseline. I'll use that. Or, I use CBD a lot, too. Um, I keep uh, CBD vape in my purse. I use that usually... Every morning, just a, you know, a puff or two off of the vape. And then, if I feel like I'm having anxiety at a moment, I will use some of that just to... Because when you're sucking on a vape, too, or smoking or whatever, you're using breathing techniques. Right. That's good. You get two for one there. Right. Because a lot of time, people will smoke when they're anxious. And it's really, it's not the nicotine or anything like that that's really calming you down. It's the breathing and it, I'd say it's the routine. Too, it's cause the routine, fo- yes. Because you're fo- its like the rubbing on the um, pendant, but you're using that routine of you know bringing it to your mouth and exhaling and all that. So it's really just because when you do the breathing, I do. Whitney Cummings had a neuroscientist on her show on her podcast. Um, I think it was in July or something like that. And I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. But he taught where you take a big deep inhale. And then you take a little inhale at the top. And then you let it out. And so that really helped. Because we do the box breathing a lot. Um, but that really... It was a new technique. A new thing. And that helped a lot. Also, he's talked about... Because a lot of times when you get anxiety, you get tunnel vision. Like, you can only focus on things. Like, you can... You're aware you can see things, but you have such a tunnel vision. So, he says, look at the horizon. Like, just to take it all in to see, like, it's all... Expand your viewpoint. Makes
0: sense. Yes.
1: And that also will help calm things. It's little things that trigger nerves in your brain just to slow it down, that instantly make your body relax a little more. But I also love going out into the woods. Like I was, I keep telling Amanda I get these urges just to be with Mother Earth and if I could crawl inside of her, I would. (laughs) (laughs) But if things just get too much or like with this election cycle and this news cycle, it's just a lot that and plus that with regular life and everything. Sometimes I just need to get out in the woods. Like that is my peace. That's what I need to do if I'm having lots of anxiety for multiple days. I just go out there and like the week before we left I went out into the woods. I took my Tibetan singing bowl and I just sat out there with Mr. Big and we sat by a waterfall and I played my singing bowl and it was like this relaxation that just washed over me and it was like I really just tuned into the vibration of the earth and everything around. Grounding
0: is really good for anxiety.
1: Yes, I ground all the time, but I think sometimes you have to get outside of your little bubble of grounding to ground. Maybe. And so, I just, I do that. Sometimes I go and just get high in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) That works too. Yes. (laughs) It's just the connection that I need to be able to move on and go on and handle this chaotic world. I think those are good. Anything else you want to add? Um, I feel like I was kind of bouncing all over the place. That would be the ADHD. <laughs> well, thank you
0: for that. I think I, I do not experience. Um, I've said on the show many, many times that I don't experience anxiety, and I'm I'm pretty. Uh, well, if you talk to my ex-husband, I'm dead inside. <laughs> but very little affects me, and I'm very methodical and, and low-key, and, and my mood does not, it's very level. So it's it's hard. Amy and I have known each other for seven or eight years now, and so since I've known her, she's experienced anxiety and, um, you know, had the ADHD, and so it's something that I've never been able to resonate with because I don't feel that but I know that a lot of you are feeling that and whether you've experienced it your whole life or you're experiencing it now I think what is the most important thing is to experiment and figure out what works best for you and finding the uh, drug of choice so to speak not necessarily a real drug but whether it's grounding or essential oils or CBD or I've heard a lot of people say I have a lot of clients that uh, are really riddled uh, pretty severely with anxiety and this year is not helping them at all and CBD has been a huge, huge uh, help for them. In fact, one of my clients, CBD was so incredibly helpful for him that he bought a company in Tennessee just (laughs) so that he would have an enormous amount of it. But I think it's important to recognize that first and foremost it is okay that you are experiencing anxiety. Um, I think it's important to recognize that there's nothing wrong with you and that you're not...
1: Like I said, you have to surrender to it. You have to accept it instead of resisting it. Like, no, I can't have this. This is a...
0: And feeling guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to not um, really... Be succumbed to the emotions of there's something wrong with you or that you're, you know, feeling guilty.
1: Women usually sh- like, we just innately have a little level of anxiety or sensitivity, whatever you want to call it, is because that's how back in like caveman days, that's it was the women that was like danger is coming up because they felt it. The intuition, yes, yeah. And then over the years, it's just like, oh, you're crazy, right and i I think that's really important
0: to understand is that there's nothing wrong with you you're not broken um you're not crazy it is okay if you are experiencing either a low level or a high level of anxiety it is okay if you have asperger's autism adhd i don't care what the quote unquote label is that you've been given one you're not the label you just are right and it's a matter of finding out what works for you and Amy and I are always about what can we do naturally what can yes. we do um, to avoid the prescription man-made you know crap from your body and right. if you have to go that route that's fine but in the
1: uh, it's hard to accept too. like with the endometriosis I'm like no I'm gonna do this naturally, naturally and yeah. so I had to surrender and accept that sometimes I need help I need drugs I, yes <laughs> Sometimes I need something a little stronger
0: And I think that if you can allow, if you can just simply take a step back and allow the emotions and the feelings and just recognize. I think acknowledging it is a huge step, you know, instead of trying to resist it, like Amy said, or fighting it or feeling guilty about it or, oh, my God, I'm about to have another anxiety attack. Just surrendering to it and allowing it and acknowledging it. In fact, the book that I was reading by Rebecca, the agreement, she talks about sometimes all you have to do is acknowledge the belief to allow it to expand into something new.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, like the resisting part of it is such fear. And when you focus on it so much, like we were talking about belief systems, that's what you manifest. You know, so you're going to manifest more of it. You manifest more anxiety. You manifest more pain. Because you're so focused on no, I'm not gonna do this that you bring it. So you're fighting it. Yes. But when you surrender to it, then it it doesn't have that power
0: over you. And I think that's important. I think that's a, a key term to say it has power over you. Because I think especially as women, we are so riddled with trying to be perfect and right. trying to be the package deal of taking care of everyone else and, and um you know I think it's probably why the women of the 50s, it was considered the age of Valium because so many housewives were depressed and they were all on... Hysteria. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of stereotypes around um, having hysteria and having anxiety and having whatever the label is. That's why
1: sex toys were invented. It was to calm women down. Calm
0: women. The vibrators were to... So maybe... You know, it's funny. I had Brittany Carmichael on the show uh, earlier this year, and that she uh, is riddled. She's got all kinds of anxiety as well, and she was getting anxious. And she, I asked her, I said, "What is your number one thing for managing your anxiety?" And she goes, "Orgasms." I
1: mean, they work. They work.
0: So maybe you need to have five or six orgasms to help with your anxiety. And you know what? (laughs) If it works, it works. I mean, no shame. So. I don't think it'll work at work. So I think that, you know, and it's important to surrender to it now and just allow it and acknowledge it and change your belief system around it. Um, And I would definitely, you know, if you're definitely into the woo, I would recommend Rebecca's book. Um, It's called The Agreement, but she's got a a lot of really great information about the way our thought system is changing, the way our beliefs are changing, and how you've got to stop, which I say on the show all the time, you have to stop seeking the answers outside of yourself and really going internally and and searching for what works for you. Um, And I think that we're already starting to see a lot of that happen now, but we're still going to continue to see the paradigm shifts of the 3d world falling apart breaking down and the more that you cultivate your chi the more that you go within spend time in nature turn off the news you know stop watching tv yep. um you know what and if you are going to watch tv watch things that are fun like that we make you feel good that make you laugh we were watching uh two and a half men last night and we were watching Friends and we were cracking up. It was just so much good belly laughs yes. and good laughter and that's a great way to shift your chi and change your chi and, and make you feel better.
1: I watch two and a half men going to bed every night because it just... It
0: it's happy. Me, yes. It's a happy show and it's it's good to uh, watch something that kind of takes you to another place and, and lifts your spirits and I think that it's really important to get to that place in order for I know a lot of you have been emailing me about your financial situations and how a lot of that is changing for you and it's getting harder to make ends meet a lot of you have lost your jobs a lot of you have been furloughed and your jobs have changed so you're not making as much money
1: and it's hard to deal with the anxiety while you're going through all that because it's so unknown And these times are so unknown. We've never dealt with this. I never in my lifetime thought I would be going through anything like 2020. Right. And so that can
0: add to the anxiety. And the the most important thing is, is that when you are talking about manifesting in a powerful way you have to first address the anxiety. You have to first address how your chi is and how you're showing up because if you're in a place of overwhelm and anxiety, you are not gonna be able to manifest the things that you're really desiring, like security, um, financial uh, stability. So you have to work on that first and it's gonna be really important for you as we continue into 2021, 2022, Um, for you to really take your chi cultivation seriously because things are going to continue to get flipped upside down and inside out. And this is a very good thing. This is not something to be fearful of. This is not something that um, has to be scary unless you choose to let it be scary. It's
1: just a time to pivot.
0: It's a huge time of pivoting. It's a huge time of um, I've shared many times on this show the story of my teacher telling me, you know, climbing to the top of the, uh, the, top of the mountain with expectations of what the view is going to be, and it's not what I expected. And, and her answer was always, you just need to simply turn around. So I think it's a, it's a great reminder that we're, we're at the top of the mountain, and it's time to turn around to see a different view. You've got to cultivate your chi, and you've got to figure out what works for you to bring your chi to rest what is going to smooth that out for you because you are not going to manifest peace and you're not going to be able to manifest the things that you desire and remember the things that you desire are going to be completely different from everyone else but you are not going to be able to manifest those if you're experiencing that overwhelm and anxiety so experiment if you haven't been able to find the things that work for you um, get outside in nature, go to yoga, maybe do a Tai Chi class, uh, work with essential oils, uh, take meditation classes, do meditation alone. You've got to find what works for you. I have one girlfriend who experiences anxiety in Nashville and she loves to go on drives. Simply going on the back roads and staring at trees is what works for
1: her. Yes. You that, have to get out of your comfort zone of your own little bubble of what your world should be like.
0: Well, and I think you have to get out of out of the idea of well, if it works for her, it should work for me, and it's not, and so I'm broken, and so you get right. back in that pattern of yeah. you know the guilt, and so we are not a one size fits all culture. It's it's going to be different for everyone, but I think what is important is if you are experiencing issues with your finances, you know, it's just like with everything else, you have to pivot. You have to be open to change. You have to be open to doing possibly new things. You may have to do a job that you've never done before. You may not, you may have been an entrepreneur for many, 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 many years, and maybe it's time to get a part time or a full time job. And that in and of itself could bring you anxiety because you haven't been in the workforce for 20 years.
1: All right. I would never have another desk job, never, and I have another desk job in 2020, but I love it,
0: and I think that's the, the reward in it, is that if you go into it with enormous amount of fear, because it's scary, and it's change, um, instead, if you can go into it, of what am I going to learn? How is this? Yes. Um, how am I going to be able to have some takeaways from this, and how is this going to transform my life or and improve my life? Yes. You know the, the benefits That's of it, how I went into it. Yes. rather than seeing it as super scary, because the energy that you bring into it, the chi that you bring into it, is the experience that you're going to have, which all goes back to that belief system which uh, Rebecca Dawson was talking about. So once you can get to that place of being open. Um, you know finding a quieter world Uh, i've said this many times on the show you need to be seeking more silence and bringing more silence into your world you need to be uh, watching less fearful news and fearful shows um, shows about murder and rape and drugs and you know low vibrational things you need to get rid of those in your life um, and really start focusing on things that simplify your life and get you back to basics Cultivate your chi, cultivate your chi, cultivate your chi. When you get to that place and um, you're in a place that's a little bit more open and expansive and accepting, and you can acknowledge those things that are going on around you, then you can start manifesting the things that you desire in your life. And it could be as simple as, you know what, I've been working for myself for 20 years and I'm not bringing in the income that I need to support my family, so I'm going to go get a part time job and I cannot wait for the experience and I can't wait to learn all these new skills that I'm going to learn it's going to help me so much in my life moving forward it could literally be that simple uh of segment intending as Esther Hicks says a
1: reliable paycheck
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah a reliable paycheck the benefits of going back into the workforce or perhaps you're working for the same company but they're not paying you as much well then the benefit is you know maybe I'm Getting more time to spend with my family. So try to see the benefits, try to see the positive in everything that you're experiencing at this time. And that's exactly what it is it's an experience, which is what we are here as souls to do. We are not here to have stability and constants in our life. We're here to be shaken up and to be pivoting and to experience change so that we grow and continue to expand. It's uncomfortable. You know, a lot of us don't like it, but that's exactly what we're here. It's all an illusion. We think it's real, but it's not. So when you can get to that place, that's when you can get to a vibrational frequency that will allow you to manifest the financial change that you're seeking. So whether it's opening yourself up to a part-time job, maybe a full-time job, maybe getting a promotion at the job that you have, you can then be at a place where you can manifest that. And I wanted to offer up a tip. One of the things that's really good in Feng Shui, if you are uh, ex, you know, in a place of expansion and, and wanting some change in your life, one of the best things that you can do is change your environment. So change around a living room, change around your office, change around your bedroom, move furniture around, even if it's you know, not ideal, maybe you're not in the command position for a couple of days, but change things around in your physical environment so that it shifts the chi and it moves the chi and it opens uh kind of the vacuum is a, a good way to say it it opens the vacuum to new opportunities and you can do this in combination with opening your front door and and I've talked about the front door many times but it is uh an area of feng shui that invites in new opportunities so it's uh It's basically a a triplicity, we'll call it, where it's getting your mind and your chi right, getting your environment right, and then getting you into a place of being open and expansive to new opportunities, which will then manifest your desire. And when you can get your chi to a place where you're open and expansive and you're ready, willing, and able to accept change into your life, you can manifest really big things. Last year... Uh, and I've shared many, 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 many times on this show uh, several ways that you can cultivate your chi. So you will have to work on the ones that work best for you. But one of my big top ones is chanting mantra. And last year, Amy and I, we were on the road. We were going to my parents' house, and we got stuck in. Uh, there was a pile up on the the freeway, and traffic had stopped. We were sitting on the the road for. Uh, the navigational system said that we would be stopped for an hour and 20 minutes on the freeway and we couldn't keep our car running to keep the air conditioner on because we were running out of gas and so we were like holy shit we're we're gonna be sitting here for an hour and a half and we were on E in fact our our gas light had come on and we kept trying to turn the car off but it was so hot outside we were dying so We were like, we're just going to have to turn around and we're going to have to find a gas station where there was not a gas station in 20 miles. And we were on E, gaslight. We had no idea if we were going to make it 20 miles. So I was like, girl, we are going to manifest this shit. (laughs) So she started focusing on visualizing a gas station and I started chanting. And we were holding the intention that we were going to manifest a gas station that's shell? right yeah. it had to be a I Shell gas, gas card her mom had given us a gas card and it so it had to be a shell gas station so we put into the google maps that we needed a shell gas station and it was i think 20 miles away all of them were they were all 20 miles away and so i'm chanting she's visualizing we're holding the intention of a shell gas station And Google has us get off on this little tiny, like two lane road and we are out in the middle of nowhere and cornfields. And I was like, Illinois, "Illinois. we have no idea where we are. And there is not a building, a house. There is nothing in sight. It's just cornfields. (laughs) And. According to Google, we still had another 12 miles to go to get to our gas station, and we go up and over this hill, and in the middle of a cornfield is a Shell gas station yep. out in the middle. There's nothing else out there, but there it was, and we could we could believe it, but we couldn't believe yes. it. We it was re- a nice gas Ooh, station. Woo! It was nice. <laughs> it was clean. It had a great little store inside, and it had great gas prices. I mean, it was in the middle of nowhere. And it, wasn't on Google Maps at all. and it wasn't on Google Maps according to Google Maps we still had a, another 12 miles to go to get to our gas station so this one just appeared and then a year later I or no it wasn't a year later because we went we did that trip in July and then I went and saw Alba Weinman she's a, a world-famous uh, regression therapist in Miami and I went to her in August and I did regression therapy And Amy and I were like, did we manifest this? Did we not manifest this? Maybe this is all in our heads. And I did my regression therapy. And while I was under, my spirit guides came through and said that you have the power to manifest anything just like you did the gas station. So it was validation that with our power of intention, with the power of our strong chi, we were able to manifest something that we greatly needed. And I think also... It was the power of determination. We were determined that we were not going to run out of gas. And that's energy. We were driving our chi into that intention. And this is really important because. If you do cultivate your chi and you take care of it. Like I constantly talk about on this show. You have the power to do this. You do have to get. Your fear and your anxiety. And your fear of change. You know you have to cultivate that. And you have to. Manage it to the best of your ability. But I think that if you can get to a place where your chi is fluffy and happy and it's cultivated. And you can manifest little things in your life. You can validate yourself that you too have the power to do this. Each and every one of you that's listening to this today has the power to do this. But you've been conditioned to believe that you don't. And so what's really fun is that when you experiment with this. You know, Esther Hicks says it's, it's as easy to manifest a castle as it is a button. So experiment with it. Experiment with parking spaces. Experiment with little things. How I manifested a, a safety pin out of thin air. Yep. <clears throat> so experiment with little things so that you can prove to yourself... And we're in this massive uh, paradigm shift right now where we are becoming more and more and more powerful because our energy systems are coming more and more online. We're starting to wake up to a lot more um, powers, a lot more intuition than we've had in a long time. Honor that and validate it. And the more that it happens, don't question it. Don't think it's a coincidence. Just honor it and thank the universe for being able to manifest that thing because then you'll be able to manifest more. And I think that if we can get more of the collective on board with this way of thinking and more on board with being open, slowing down, getting back to basics, honoring and cultivating our chi, we're gonna have a happier experience as we move forward. And I think it's really important to say that if you're in this space, And you're acknowledging that it's okay that this chaos is going on your road trip through this experience is going to be smoother it's going to be easier and it's not going to be as chaotic it definitely won't have as much fear in it so i think a question is is what can you do today to work with the overwhelm to work with the fear and work with the anxiety and just take it one day at a time and experiment with your powers and experiment with what you are capable of because each and every one of you can do this and each and every one of you can manifest the things that you desire as long as you believe that you can and I think that if I can end this show on any one thing is my hope would be that as you're listening to this today you're inspired you're hopeful you're feeling revved up to try these things You know, start accepting some of the change and feeling, I think, probably hopeful. Yeah. I feel like everybody is losing their hope and they're not motivated or inspired and feeling good. So what can you do today to make yourself feel good and happy? And maybe what can you do for someone else to help them, you know, show kindness? How can you make someone else in your world feel happy and hopeful and uplifted? Because I think a lot of people aren't today. So hopefully in some way, shape or form, this show has helped you in some way to help you feel uplifted. You have anything else to add? (laughs) Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this show today. I want to thank you for listening. My name is Amanda Gates. You've been listening to Home Energy Design. Hopefully you can hear the show uh, okay. We are on the road. We've got semis passing us and honking at us and we're passing an enormous amount of dead animals, which is quite sad. (laughs) Uh, Car horns and road noise, so hopefully you can hear us okay. But I thought it would be fun to do this on the the road and and do something a little bit different today. If you're interested in finding out about uh, the course, it'll be up probably middle of December. It's Wealth and Feng Shui. Um, I had meant to put the button up on the show or the button up on the website because I mentioned it on the show last week and I totally forgot to do it. Sorry, I've been gone. (laughs) I went on vacation to go see my parents. Um, So that'll be up uh, hopefully this weekend, but you can uh, pre- order the class. It's not live yet, but you can pre-order it. I'll have it up for a 50% off discount. So if that's something that you're interested in, and if you like the show, please go on over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a review. We always love to hear from you. All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.